Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the CEO of Protein Industries Canada. Also, Glendalee Allen Vossler will have details on the Thanks for Farming tour. Up first in today's country comment, I'll chat with the chair of the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is looking for producers to participate in this year's Green Gold Alfalfa Testing Program. Here is Chair Lawrence Knockhart. We start uh, taking clippings um, in May as soon as the uh, alfalfa reaches 12 inches high. And then we send them uh, via courier to the central testing labs who we work with. And uh, they start doing the tests. And we do them twice a week, like usually Monday and Wednesdays. And they find uh, how many, where the feed value is and the protein. And when we also say when you take the clippings, how high it is. And after that, they uh, see how many points it's been dropping each, each time we take a sample. And they can figure out from there when the best time to take a cutoff. Usually you would try around 170 relative feed value so that you can have your alfalfa all done by the time you get 150 relative feed value, which is kind of optimum for uh, dairy cows. How long have you been involved with this program? So it's been going on for, I believe it's 25 years now, and uh, I've been involved with it the the whole time. So yeah, it's been very interesting the, the way it changes with, if you get some like frost that set back the alfalfa, or depending on how much it rains or how hot it is, it varies when uh, the optimum time to cut is. It can vary as much as three weeks. So it's uh, kind of important to to have this tool that we can know exactly what we're getting when we're wanting to take our alfalfa off at the optimum level. And you're looking for uh, farmers to, to sign up for this year? Yes, we're always uh, looking for farmers in different areas because it, it, in each area there is a, it's a little bit different. So um, we, we get you to sign up. You can just uh, contact uh, Tara. She's, a, she's the lady that takes care of it for us. It's T-E-R-R-A at mfga.net. And she can hook you up with getting everything set up that you can take samples and send them in by courier. And then you'll be on the list to get samples back of your own field with the drought last year maybe just talk a little bit you know about that how did that impact the program you know did you see uh, less producers take part or, or how did that impact things no we had uh, i believe 23 producers took part in it it's important whether it's dry or, or cold or wet because now you you know the optimum time to take it off like instead of waiting for it to try and grow stretch a little more maybe it's sometimes better to take it off at the, at when it's got the best feed value, and then you can hope for a rain after that and get a, a, a nice second cut too then. Or. That was Lawrence Knockart, chair of the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Canada has seen a number of outbreaks of the highly pathogenic H5N1 strain of avian flu this year. 
At least 24 countries have now temporarily banned imports of birds or poultry products from all or parts of Canada as a result of outbreaks of bird flu. Lisa Bishop-Spencer, Director of Brand and Communications for Chicken Farmers of Canada, says cases have been discovered in flocks in Newfoundland, Nova Scotia and Ontario. She was asked about the risk to food safety. Health Canada and uh, CFIA have both assured us that this is not a food safety or quality issue. This is, in fact, a flock health issue. The risk to the general health population and the general health of, of consumers is is minimal, and Canadians continue, can continue to enjoy their poultry and egg products as they always have. Bishop Spencer says the avian flu is spreading through migratory birds. And the Canadian plant-based products ecosystem is coming together to strengthen the regulatory system. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. This is a great partnership with um, Pulse Canada, Plant-Based Foods of Canada and Loblaws Corporation. So together we're investing $1.5 million into projects aimed at helping modernize and streamline regulations around plant-based foods. Things like looking at labeling requirements, looking at things like nomenclature. You know, when a consumer goes to a grocery store today and buys plant-based food, you know, there's plant-based burgers, there's there's sausages. And, and so the nomenclature and making sure that that's all standardized so consumers understand what it is that they're buying. And this whole idea around fortification and ensuring the same nutritional level as, uh, as meat-based products as well. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, April 6th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glendalee Allen Vosser will have details on the Thanks for Farming Tour. The Thanks for Farming Tour is back this year, this time making two stops, one in Saskatchewan and one in Manitoba. Glendalee Allen Vossler talked with one of the organizers, Jeremy Maduszewski, about this year's event. Talk to us uh, about the decision to make two stops and where you're going to be. Obviously, going into year three, we wanted to um, continue with what we had started, and uh, we felt like two 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 tour dates was was enough <laughs> enough to do. We we didn't feel like we had the capacity to do more, um, so we felt like two was the perfect number that that our team could take on, um, and we chose Swift Current and Winkler. Um, Swift Current, we were there last year for. Um, one of our events and we had just an incredible response from the farmers from the community uh, just that area and you know we felt like we have never taken a tour event back to a location that that we had done previously but we've we've always wondered um, why not should we and so based on the response um, really from from the, the the community of Swift Current and the the farmers and ranchers in the surrounding areas, we felt like Swift was really one of those locations that we wanted to go back to and and uh, and really, you know, um, hopefully do it even bigger and better than what we had done last year. Let's talk a little bit about what we see happening in the ag sector. Of course, the tour is called Thanks for Farming, and farming is one of the most challenging occupations there is. And last year, really emphasize that for people yeah i mean it's been a it's been a tough couple of years for farmers in western canada i mean um, in a lot of areas including uh swift current there was a real lack of moisture um and the drought i mean the drought certainly impacted farmers in western canada 
of course, the carbon tax, which is, is uh, a new threat um, that's happened over the last couple of years. Um, it's gotten, you know, tougher and tougher for farmers. So it, it is certainly not easy being a farmer in Western Canada. And, and that's really one of the reasons that this, this tour exists is because, you know, these farmers work so hard to, to feed us, feed the world. And, you know, we just don't say thanks enough. And so that's, that was really why we invented this in the first place is just a way to, to travel around and say thank, say thank you to those farmers that, that work so hard. And it certainly last year was challenging and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of optimism out there uh, this year um, with, with uh, you know, where commodity prices are at. But the input pricing has gone up quite a bit as well, cost of fertilizer, fertilizer shortage. So, you know, I mean, and it's, it's nothing new for farmers. I mean, they're, they're the biggest gamblers in the world. And, uh, and they, you know, they, they put their seed in the ground and, and they fertilize it and they pray for rain. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, it certainly, I don't think farming's ever been easy and I don't think it'll ever get easy uh, for guys, but we just want to say thanks. Jeremy, I know you told me you're still in the process of finalizing speakers and everything that's going to be happening at the two locations. Once again, the Thanks for Farming tour is happening in July in Swift Current and Winkler. I've been talking with Jeremy Matuszewski, one of the organizers for the Thanks for Farming tour. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. Again, the Thanks for Farming Tour will be making stops in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, July 12th and 13th, and in Winkler, Manitoba, July 27th and 28th. The University of Saskatchewan has a new research chair. Bree Kelm has been named the university's first Beef Industry Integrated Forage Management and Utilization Chair. The new faculty position is a significant step and a long-term goal for the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Glendalee Allen-Vossler caught up to Arnold Balicki, chair of the SCA, to talk about the new position and what it will mean for the beef industry. To begin with, talk to us a little bit about the importance of having this position now. Well, uh, you know, it's extremely important. And, and you know, I, before we even start there, I, I really want to emphasize the fact that, you know, this has been a long time coming. I think it's like eight years in the works, and it, it's finally come to fruition. And, you know, it, it really ties forage uh, to, to uh, research to uh, beef production. And so it, it marries the two together, merges the two together. And, uh, you know, and it was all through partnerships, you know, with the – uh, Ministry of Ag and the Beef Cattle Research Council and and the uh, the institute that the and and Saskatchewan Cattlemen Association. I mean, we coughed up a million dollars as well of a producer checkoff dollars. So it took a long time, but we're we're finally there. We're extremely excited. Uh, you know, uh, Bree is is a rancher herself, so uh, she understands uh, our desires or. Or needs for for research and in, in in that area, and so it, it's all good for us. We think it's something that um, should have come a long time ago, but we're not going to look back. We're going to look forward and and move move on. It really is important as uh, we see the the demand for increased protein 
as well as the demand on the land to be able to have somebody talking and focusing on both is key. Absolutely, you know, and and you know the the big focus now with a lot of the um, you know the different groups is is the environment and the sustainability and. And you know we we do all that as 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 livestock producers as beef producers we we look after the grasslands we sequester carbon uh, we think we're doing all the right things uh, and to and actually producing a, a very healthy nutritious product at the end cattle can take um, grasses or or feeds that are really of no value to anything else um, certainly not. For human consumption, and they can convert that into, into as I said, a really uh, nutritious uh, product. As well as the fact that we see a lot of production on what some would describe as marginal land. Absolutely, and and you know, there's land that could not be farmed, cannot be farmed. I mean, it's rocky, it's extremely hilly, or or it's you know low lying, uh, you know, swampy land. But the cattle can get in there and they can utilize that. And so we're getting a pretty big bang for our buck utilizing the the lesser quality uh, uh, lands. That's Arnold Balecki, chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. We've been talking about Bree Kellen's appointment as the new Beef Industry Integrated Forage Management and Utilization Chair at the University of Saskatchewan. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative is hosting grazing workshops April 12th to the 14th. Register with MBFI. An event takes place April 12th at the Northdale Farm Site north of Brandon, April 13th at the Ericsdale Community Centre, and April 14th at the Grandview Kinsman Community Centre. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. The Canadian plant-based products ecosystem is coming together to strengthen the regulatory system. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. So today we announced um, the creation and the launch of what we're, uh, Regulatory Centre of Excellence, which is really aimed at um, completing R&D projects, looking at consumer information and data to help modernize and streamline regulations around plant-based food and ingredients in Canada. Talk about some of the partners and, uh, you know, just the need for for this type of work. Yeah, this is a great partnership with um, Pulse Canada, Plant-Based Foods of Canada, and Loblaws Corporation. So together, we're investing $1.5 million into projects aimed at um, helping modernize and streamline regulations around plant-based foods. Things like looking at labeling requirements, looking at things like nomenclature, you know, when a consumer goes to a grocery store today and buys plant-based food, uh, you know, there's plant-based burgers, there's there's sausages, and, and so the nomenclature and making sure that that's all standardized so consumers understand what it is that they're buying, and this whole idea around fortification and ensuring nutritional, um, uh, the same nutritional level as, uh, as meat-based products as well. There's so much innovation happening in plant-based foods today and products are being created at, at a really rapid pace. 
we have to make sure that our regulatory system is moving at the pace of innovation. So, you know, doing the science, making sure that, um, you know, first and foremost, that we are protecting uh, human health and nutrition with, with good late, with good um, regulations. But I think as importantly, ensuring that companies can innovate fast enough to give consumers the products that they demand. That was Bill Gruel, CEO of Protein Industries Canada. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Protein Industries Canada is partnering with Pulse Canada, Plant-Based Foods of Canada, and Loblaw Companies Limited to examine Canadian regulations related to the plant-based foods and ingredients sector to support regulatory modernization. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. There's so much innovation happening in plant-based foods today and products are being created at, at a really rapid pace. We have to make sure that our regulatory system is moving at the pace of innovation, doing the science, making sure, you know, first and foremost, that we are protecting human health and nutrition with good regulations. But I think as importantly, ensuring that companies can innovate fast enough to give consumers the products that they demand. A total of $1.6 million is being invested into the project. And at least 24 countries have now temporarily banned imports of birds or poultry products from all or parts of Canada as a result of outbreaks of bird flu. Lisa Bishop-Spencer, Director of Brand and Communications for Chicken Farmers of Canada, says cases of the highly pathogenic H5N1 strain of avian flu have been discovered in flocks in Newfoundland, Nova Scotia and Ontario. Well, the impact could be fairly significant if this is not well contained. Ontario is well positioned. They have what's called the Featherboard Command Center, which is really a coalition of the entire poultry and egg sector from hatchery all the way to processing. So that includes farmers and feed mills, etc. Bishop Spencer says the avian flu is spreading through migratory birds. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have details from Manitoba Pork's annual general meeting. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.